0: Alright guys, today's guest is Bryce Jones. He is the tech product manager at Pirelli. We're going to talk to him about everything tire, try to get as much information as we can out of him because there's so much cool stuff in tires. OEM's doing some cool stuff. Pirelli's connected with every OEM company that does cool things and F1, all kinds of good stuff. So man, let's get into it. Um, Tires, uh, where, where do we even begin? So... Formula One, obviously, is your probably most people know, you guys for Formula One, you would say, or is it most like?
1: I, I think so. I mean, F- Formula One has huge, huge uh, awareness, and 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 we, you know, we get a lot of, of brand awareness from Formula One, and it's become so much more popular here in North America within the last, you know, five to ten years. You know, yeah,
0: and getting ready, ready for really the Vegas exploded. event. Yeah, Vegas is going to be huge. That one's a big one. That seems like it's going to be. It seems a little crazy to think. Let's race down the Vegas Strip.
1: I like Vegas. <laughs> you know, Vegas plus F one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty out of control. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you gonna be out there for that?
1: And not at this moment. You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my invite. But I don't have a. There, there's. There are a lot of people that want to go.
0: I'm sure. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. pretty big company. 150 years of yeah. Pirelli racing and yeah. tire building. Yeah. So, how closely do you work with like the? manufacturers when they're coming out with new tires or you your team of guys
1: so i myself personally i'm on the replacement side so i work more with our our replacement line customers so Mm -hmm. you're
0: hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner luckily armorall america's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine Plus, now through May 31st we'll give you five dollars for every 20 you spend on armor all products that means car wash pods protectant tire shine you name it find out how to get your five dollar rebate at armorall.com armor all less work more clean terms apply
1: your bigger larger larger retailers in the US um, we have specific teams that work with all the OE manufacturers mm-hmm. so I'm you know I'm working on on that first or second replacement tire after the car, you know, you have maybe 50 30 to 50,000 miles on the vehicle. You know, you're you wear out the OE tires and then what's that next set of tire that you want to put on? That's that's the tire that I work on.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, cuz when we were we were talking about setting this up, I kept seeing and reading about how connected Pirelli is on the development on like, yeah. you know, a 911. Right. Trying to get it going around the track faster, and I started to think I was like, "How much?" Everybody always puts emphasis on like, "Oh, the car's this much faster than it was last year." How much of that is actually just the tires getting better year over year, versus yeah. like the chassis? Because
1: ask, I mean, ask the tire guys; it's all tire.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> all ask tire. The, yeah,
1: ask the vehicle guys; I'm sure they think <laughs> it's uh, it's whatever they did to the vehicle dynamics to, to improve. But uh, tires have a lot to do with it. You, I mean, you, you're you're a racer; you understand. Mm-hmm. You know tires are the only thing that contacts the road you really you have to be able to to apply the power yeah to get it going yeah yeah
0: well because every year it seems like porsche goes up a little bit in tire size too i don't know where they can end because it almost seems like they're the full width of the rear yeah. of the car is tires at this point it's, they're putting like what three fifteens on the back of the
1: i mean yeah they're they're getting <laughs> they're getting big and i can't like i say i don't i don't work specifically with any of those oe manufacturers but you know, some of that tire size has to do with vehicle weight, vehicle, you know, proportions. So they, at least we at Pirelli, we're trying to design a tire specifically for that vehicle. It's bespoke. It it, it matches the performance characteristics of the vehicle. So as they add power, as they add weight, you know, you make the tire just a little bit different to to really fit, fit that vehicle.
0: Yeah, they do kind of keep getting heavier year over year. I love looking at those old pictures of the Porsches where they're like, you know, like a 175.
1: Yeah, they rubber. look. <laughs> yeah.
0: and it's like, wow, they've gotten so much better over time. It's like, yeah, well, look at the tires. Of course, they've gotten better. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, look at yeah. what they were working with. The rubber was probably dry rotted to start with. <laughs> they looked like. Yeah.
1: Actually, that some of the yeah some of the old tires are amazingly still in pretty good condition. Really? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Is it just compound difference and different
1: compound, different ingredients? You know, that's something that we're working on a lot right now. Is is looking for environmentally safe compound ingredients that 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 also may, you know, preserve that tire. That's
0: what I was wondering because a lot of a lot of road debris is just tire rubber that comes off. So I'm sure the environmental protection agencies of multiple countries don't enjoy tires that have hundred tread wear that wear out on the street and
1: <laughs> Yeah, you really couldn't say.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I th- I th-
1: you might be right, but I, I can.
0: <laughs> I've been around a lot of burnout cars, and that's... Yeah. You yeah. get... you.
1: There's a lot of rubber at the end of a drag strip, or at, yeah. the, at the starting line of a drag strip, yeah, for sure.
0: Well, those burnout contests that we do a lot, if you use, like... You have to kind of... It's the same thing. You have to think about compound of tire and... If you use something too soft, it'll burn off too quickly because you're trying to pop your tires as quick as possible.
1: Oh, Probably very okay, different okay. than anything
0: you've ever thought about oh, is trying to pop yeah. a tire as fast as you can. Yeah. So we I go up in air pressure as much as possible, as much as the wheel and tire combo out, yeah. will take.
1: How much do you go? Uh, what do you go to?
0: Whatever the compressor will usually allow. Are you serious? Yeah. So
1: you're talking like over 100 pounds?
0: If you got a compressor that will allow that to where <laughs> the tire hasn't popped yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what you're trying for. And that's, it makes a big bang and
1: that's a lot of pressure
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty fun it's it's a different it's a different world of tires and even in that some companies are making specialty burnout tires are you serious some australian companies are doing it and then they're doing colored tires for that that. yeah Yeah. and then they want them to like color for a certain amount into the run and then change color really it's a weird sport compared to what we're doing out here today we're at the motor enclave watching um Participating in a bunch of different Pirelli cars that come OEM with them, the BMW G80 that has it, which is a really awesome car, and I can't imagine, I can't believe how big that M3 is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like it's a big, it's a big vehicle. Yeah, I, I thought it was the an way it M5. Around the track is pretty, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, that yeah. car is really good. Yeah, and those, um, yeah, like a 20-inch wheel on an M3 was just crazy to see. Yeah, so. Pirelli, obviously, is doing all kinds of OEM manufacturing. You can see it here behind me. I see it on pretty much Porsches, what I always like to talk about, but the McLarens and stuff like that. What kind of cars, how, how tough is it to get tires for certain cars?
1: How tough is it to get tires for certain cars? Because don't you
0: guys make some really special ones for some special cars where it's like some of those high-speed stuff, like top, top mile-an-hour runs? Like where, how do you go about that? You know, if I want to go 250 miles an hour or try to break the the record, mm, where do we go about that?
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, if, if a tire was made for a vehicle, we are, you know, within our manufacturing cap- capacity, we're trying to make those and make sure that they're always available. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on certain vehicles, they may, you know, run short for a period of time. But, you know, if, if the tire was designed to do that originally, then they should you know, yeah. You can buy them a tire rack wherever Interesting. you would normally buy your tires, yeah.
0: I've always thought some of those like specialty ones for like some of these high end hypercars are like a like a tough tire to get and then mounting them is like a specialty process from what I've seen, but
1: you I, I think what you're talking about is the Bugatti.
0: The Bugatti Possibly. definitely does that with their tires, but I, th- I thought other car companies were had to do it also for their high-speed stuff. But, again, this I is completely think, out of my <laughs> out yeah, of my wheelhouse. I don't think, <laughs>
1: think we, I don't think we're dealing anything with that, and you know we may want to do some research on on the backside, because I'm, I'm perfectly honest, I I'm not familiar with that at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Heritage Program, too? Do you do in that? The
1: collezione? Uh, tires. Yeah. So for your vintage Porsche that this and that, right? Mhm. Those can be difficult to come across. And that's just, you know, they will make a certain run of them for a time and 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 it can be difficult to come across those from what and I understand. And you guys
0: still do produce? They still and produce those as far as Carry They're made
1: in in Milan, I believe. So yeah. Huh. Um,
0: that's pretty interesting. So if you have, yeah, I guess cuz the Porsche market is pretty interesting on that where the old yeah. school stuff you want to keep it super yeah. period correct.
1: And from you know if you're if you're showing your vehicle mm-hmm. or like for a, like the concourse type type shows mm-hmm. the tires are supposed to be specific to the vehicle and and so from what I understand those colleccione tires will they'll qualify.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. <laughs> so if, if you guys can tell, we are on location here, and it's probably some background noise. You can probably hear some cars ripping. Uh, we are in a hall watching. We're in the middle of a podcast.
1: <laughs> you're good, you're good.
0: <laughs> Normal stuff. I leave all that in. It's cool. <laughs> um, so we're talking about OEM equipment, tires, records, we're... You were just talking about the Cyber, the Cyber tire.
1: So Cyber is really cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, putting a sensor in in a tire, it's not... That specifically is not new. Putting sensors in tires has been around for a little while. The the McLaren Artura, this is the first time a production vehicle has come out from the factory with a sensorized tire. Mm -hmm. So that sensor uh, communicates with the vehicle, tells the vehicle what tires on the vehicle it tells the vehicle um temperature air pressure it has a lot of capability to like start getting into you know when you need to rotate tires when you need to start thinking about replacing tires um it it really is some some neat technology yeah and as vehicles become more more autonomous more electrified you know they're going to need the tire to communicate with the vehicle more and more. So it, it, this is really just a first step almost mm-hmm. as, we, as we become more, you know, integrated with, with the tire and the vehicle.
0: My car can sometimes tell me when I'm low on tire pressure. That's about it. TPMS, yeah. And it sometimes works. <laughs> it sometimes works. <laughs> Usually not. Usually the light's just yeah, on.
1: Interesting TPMS. It tells you probably when it's a little bit too late. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And when it's just cold outside. Or it's, when it's just my, outside, yeah, exactly. my standard practice of my wife telling me, hey, it's uh, the light's on again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, drop five degrees. So it'll tell you heat. It'll tell you wear life. Your cyber tires. It'll tell you. Yeah.
1: It has that capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And what, like... <clears throat> what customers are asking for these are these like
1: well M- mclaren was mclaren,
0: McLaren wants, wants that. and
1: pirelli worked together to 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 bring out this the cyber uh, tire for the artura
0: yeah i'd be curious to know like exactly what kind of situations they're running into where they're like needing so much extra data just from a tire It's so crazy to like think a street going car needs so much tire data like that's that just seems I mean, next level you, stuff.
1: Like if you think about some of the electric vehicles today that are on the market, you know, they they're capturing a ton of data every you know, every second. And, you know, I think every vehicle today, I think most vehicles today are communicating something back and forth through the cloud. So, you know, you can you can capture data and understand whether it's for an individual vehicle or if you're trying to understand a fleet. Yeah. You know, how's a fleet performing? Mm. You know, it's uh it's
0: Get a message from yeah. Pirelli telling you when your tires are bald. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's about time to get a new set.
1: <laughs> so, so this is the cyber tires on the McLaren Artura, and it's very. This is very high performance. You know, we're looking at, you know, how can it assist in track performance, this and that. So, but like, once it goes mainstream, I see the sensorized tires really being useful on on fleets. You know, yeah. like taxi type situations. If they're ever fully autonomous taxis, you know, that could be a situation where a sensorized tire really makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, because you guys have, you know, Lucids out here, and that's probably a very specialty thing to make a tire for that needs to be so high performance yet so heavy. Even like the Lamborghini Urus, it's like uh, OEM comes to you and they're like, yes, it's 7,000 pounds, but yes, it also needs to do all this performance yeah. stuff. It's like absolutely,
1: oh. I mean, the <laughs>
0: and off road,
1: the Lucid has a huge battery life, but comes with a huge battery, yeah. You know, so, it's a heavy, heavy vehicle. Is that that vehicle actually uses I'm not sure if it was the first, but the first what we call high load capacity tires. So, a tire that actually is the same size but can carry additional load compared to a different tire and, and a different extra load tire of the same size So, again as electric vehicle companies start to ask for more and more performance we're we're providing tires that can do do more and more in kind of the same same size package
0: yeah there's not much way around that is there's only so much tire on the road and there's so much weight to put on top of them to try to not have them go through them because that was an early tesla issue was there just people are like why is the tire so bald so quick and it's like well you got rear wheel drive and 700 foot pounds of instant yeah.
1: torque what tons of torque <laughs> more weight and you know I, from what I understand people just like to drive those cars fast yeah so much so much torque that you want to drive you want to drive it fast so that that right foot gets into it a lot
0: <laughs> and you almost have to re-educate people on performance cars because yeah. if you go back 20 years n- you know a high performance car is now just standard performance like it's yes completely different world
1: and that's interesting as well you know the the tire industry is going more and more to instead of just touring tires you know every vehicle your your grocery getter comes with some kind of high performance or UHP type tire
0: yeah well every I mean half the grocery getters now are a 700 horsepower suv it seems like it seems like everybody wants wants that and hey i mean i'm i'm all for it make more power but it's 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 a lot of strain to put on somebody like you but it probably also helps because you probably sell more Uh, tires
1: strain yes it's but but we love it it's a challenge we love you know we 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 really like the the performance suv category you know we've introduced at least in the last two years we've produced some pretty good suv you know, tires that are, that are directed towards the SUV market, mm-hmm. you know, they, they give you, you know, pretty good comfort. You're very comfortable, but also, you know, fairly sporty as well. Well, that's what I like. I like about Pirelli is there's, there's always an element of sportiness in, in almost everything we sell.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, I get it. Cause all the P zero stuff across the board even yeah. seemed like the most tame street one was probably still. More grippy and more traction, and a soft compound compared to most like yeah. street tires that I've dealt with, Yeah. which is kind of nice. I mean, even your entry-level street tire is still performance-oriented, right? right. Because yeah. that's the other flip side: is you have a performance car, you go through a set of nice P zeros, and you're like, "Oh man, maybe let me try one of their step down a little bit. I won't go through them as quick." Yeah, but you still get some performance out of it because yeah. that's always the exactly yeah it's always the balance yeah of performance in the rain my wife can drive it but grip on the track when you want to yeah
1: and that's what we you know we do we are i think probably more known for like you mentioned at the very beginning f1 kind of that sports car type mm-hmm. element but we do make a full range for 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 everything you know uh, what we call the p7 as plus three and all season tire for your your sedans and cars and then mm-hmm. this the scorpion line is for more suv and trucks but but you know a comfortable but slightly sporty tire as well
0: yeah and then something off-road like the urus is doing today yeah <laughs> where they're they, i was just talking to some of the some of the guys that drive racetracks like drive on racetracks all the time they drive on race tracks all the time, and they were talking about how good it is in yeah. dirt, which is oh, funny right, to right. hear. Yeah, they yeah. Did like, you, did you try it yet? I haven't gone out yet. I have
1: a. I've heard it's pretty. i heard it's pretty cool.
0: I, I think the five from o'clock. From what I
1: understand, oh, you're on. Yeah, at five. Okay
0: go I've with some testing
1: to try yeah.
0: <laughs> dirt urus it's it's a weird concept yeah. that that works did you
1: drive the urus yet
0: i haven't driven the urus yet
1: are you signed up to do yeah that, to drive it
0: yeah okay. i think they're gonna let me drive it yeah uh,
1: it's pretty cool i'm pretty
0: excited pretty cool for that car, one yeah. yeah such a that was what my wife said too she's like you gotta drive the urus i'm like yeah. no i shouldn't dri- like i try not to drive some things that make me Want them too want badly, <laughs> like that was. I, I was looking what? at those Porsches out there, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I got to avoid that. It's too good.
1: Just, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to spend all your life's resources on? Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: So, I was also wanted to harass you about drag racing tires. We need more in the market. I'd love to see some more sticky compound drag tires, so I can. Do a wheelie with a
1: Pirelli. (laughs) Do the
0: Italians care about that?
1: (laughs) Drag racing isn't really in our DNA. You know, 0 to 60 is in our DNA. We want to know how fast your your Lamborghini or your Porsche or whatever can go. 0 to 60.
2: The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better For a limited time, save two hundred dollars, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop mypatriotsupply.com today. Mypatriotsupply.com.
1: I don't know that I don't know that drag racing was ever in Pirelli's. Wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems a little foreign to yeah. them, but it'd be pretty interesting to see more on the market of drag racing tires. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a fun thing to experience because some of those Formula One tires are not far off looking size wise and everything. Like they're well, they have like a big sidewall.
1: Well, it's interesting because when we moved from the 13 inch to the 18 inch this year or mm-hmm. last year, they they lost a lot of that you know the wrap the ability to wrap up and, yeah. and 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 uh, produce. Uh, lateral acceleration, so they've they've had to figure out ways to 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 deal with that. Having the lower profile tire,
0: do they kind of try to manage that with tire pressure too to get a little bit more like bite on it? Because that's what we can really only do with yeah. our tires is tire pressure, wheel size, to not stretch it. <laughs> trying to stretch.
1: I I know a that tire. they've been doing a lot with pressure, and uh, you know they're 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 trying to be. To go to more and a more environmentally friendly situation, mm-hmm. and so that means, you know, using less electricity, less energy, and they're going to take away the the heat blankets. I think either next year or the year after.
0: Oh, really? So that'll be
1: that'll be kind of something neat. That, that the compounds will have to be totally redesigned. Yeah, it adds a curveball. Less tire yeah. changes.
0: They're probably trying to add yeah. all kinds of things like that just yeah. to make it a little bit more. It it is cool though because it, it's not really reasonable to say in Formula One, but making it not as expensive on teams is something NASCAR always tries to do.
1: There's always an element of trying to to put a, a cap on, on expenses, yeah, for sure. It, otherwise, racing just gets out of control. Yeah. I mean, you know how.
0: Exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah. Formula One obviously should be out of control. It's kind of the peak of
1: yeah. what yeah. can
0: you do type of thing. It's yeah. like, how crazy can you get? Right, right. Have you ever paid any attention to um, Formula Drift? Because <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of a funny,
1: I, I really don't have a whole lot of... uh No experience with Formula no, Drift.
0: because I know they have like three tires that are in there. It'd be funny to see yeah, a, a Italian tire
1: manufacturer. Yeah, it hasn't... <laughs> Try to get as into As far as I there. know, nothing that...
0: Good deal, man. Well, we're going to switch over, get you out of here. Okay. it's good talking to you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, so we got VP of Marketing. I don't want to butcher your name. You say it yourself. <laughs> I have it written down here, but there's no chance
3: I'm reading this correctly. (laughs) (laughs) You go with me, I'll go with you. Uh, Andre Ustazen. Ustazen. Andre Ustazen, Chief Marketing Officer for Pirelli in North
0: America. Andre Ustazen. That's a very Pirelli name, I feel like. It it fits brand recognition pretty well to have a name like that.
3: When they talk about the perfect fit, something unique, uh, that's a distinct surname which gets most people guessing with a double O, throws them off completely.
0: It is interesting to have the double O, because my first name has two o's in it and i haven't come across many double o names yeah. at all but very cool man so you do vp for marketing for pirelli north america and mexico and canada and canada okay so some of the stuff that we were just talking about i mean we were looking at that 911 Dakar over there and stuff like that is just probably the coolest thing for a marketing guy to get to <laughs> to get to market is something along those
3: lines man if you look at that car in particular the the essence of what it represents and we've fortunate to represent and work along with some of the most esteemed and highly regarded brands in the world in the in the automotive market but beyond that the era of leading into and post covid where there's been a celebration of luxury um a fact post COVID in that online era where everything just went online and people were having to dial in and make things happen. And it just had this euphoric rise of the consumption of luxury goods. And it's skyrocketed. And you can see all the brands that have celebrated in that success. So automotive have been riding the back of that wave. And um, you know, you've got the regular models, but then these highly esteemed. Uh, niche models, a certain a certain uh, model that fits a bill for a certain consumer uh, the fact that it's limited edition or exclusive obviously just makes people go bananas And uh, I always say it's a term access, if you limit access limited edition, all yeah. of a sudden there's an extra allure or appeal and you find that people want to get their, get their hands in the sandbox. They want to be partying, they want to play, and based on that, you can command a significant premium. And you've seen many of these cars, uh, if you're lucky enough to get your, one of your hands on them, uh, some of them immediately sell on the used car market, and four, three, four times what the, what you paid at Sticker. So. Is it a good thing? Probably to be debated. I mean, you want the brand to have the following, but from our point of view, being the technology provider and support, uh, support partner for that, uh, for, it's fantastic because we believe we manufacture and produce some of the best products, yeah. fitting some of these models, and a whole, uh, how can you say, slew of many other ones. Um, and for us, it's a, it's a perfect fit. So glad to be a part of it. That car in particular, 911, going on, on road, but also off-road, the best of both worlds. Um, Not for everybody, but the fact to say that you can do it, it's almost an empowerment in the sense of the word.
0: Yeah, those safari cars are just so cool in their own way. And they probably, just making that car probably leads to us a ton of other people getting just interested in the entire package. And seeing those tires on it that are custom made by you guys for that car, I'd imagine is pretty cool too. Where I, I can imagine, Porsche had to call you guys up and be like, hey, we want an off-road tire for a <laughs> 911. And that's probably a fun conversation to be on the other end of <laughs> it's, it's some kind of crazy, obscure questions that OEM probably asks to tire manufacturers.
3: Well, I guess who was in the receiving end of that call or that email they must probably have said hello well are you serious you haven't done this for decades I think it goes back to the original Dakar if I'm not mistaken it's probably 84 1984 yeah so um Again a celebration of brands, uh, you know, Porsche like Piretti with a great heritage and you bring back certain of those iconic milestone and products, there's a following of purists and it gives them an idea just to, a, a reason to celebrate and commemorate that particular occasional model and that influences merchandise, a whole lot of other things that go along with it. And of course, in this era that we're living with social media, it's a talking point. Um, You can merchandise it, people like to show an interest and follow, and then from there typically originates um, a couple of uh, select showings or getting experiences with a car, and how can you not enjoy that?
0: Yeah, it's pretty impossible to see that car and not get a smile on your face seeing an off-road 911. There's just something special about that. And you know, in the US we often think like, oh, where's the market for that? There's probably a massive overseas market for that thing too.
3: Our, this continent and the US in particular, uh, it certainly is, we always talk about the land of opportunity, but consumers amongst consumers, there is something for everybody and some. Um, if you've got a small idea and you want to test it and you can get five or six people to raise their hands there's certain to be a few more so why not experiment I think also in this era it goes from leadership to product development where you can push the boundaries see uh, if it resonates with consumers and you, you, you find a niche within a niche and that helps you to g- develop a more compelling uh, proposition yeah. and uh, you can of course command a premium because that's the kind of Consumer that discerning taste that's looking for it in a modern luxury sense of the word.
0: Mm -hmm. Where do you focus most of your marketing power on? Because I'm in a drag racing segment of things and I don't always see this side of things because these tires, they don't fit on my 15 inch
3: wheels, unfortunately, for when I'm drag racing. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, We have to align that with our business priorities and generally you'd find the good old 80-20 rules that apply um, where you know your biggest revenue contributors are. You need to obviously invest in that. We also have a whole selection of key halo products which you just need to put in the eye of the consumer and just they wait for the next edition or iteration. And once you put it out there, they pick up and they run with it. So it's easier just because of the strength and the lure and the reputation that that particular variant is also built up. But um, for us, it's also a question of, uh, you know, is not just about motorsport and the, the purest product there at the top end of the market, we offer a whole range of other product offerings as well. And you know, it would be remiss of me not to talk about our Scorpion range, Scorpion All-Season Plus 3 in the replacement section, but uh, specifically developed for SUVs, you know, to go on an off-road combination. Uh, There's certain offerings if you want to go more extreme, but with the significant portion of the market, almost four-fifths or 80% of the markets led by trucks and SUVs, you need to have a strong voice a a compelling offer and something that resonates with the consumer so not only is our product being developed specifically for those various platforms but it's got high mileage warranty it's durable and it performs in the wet and the dry and almost the ideal all-season tire that ticks most of the boxes because physics on a track and and all all, off-road all-terrain uh, it's opposing requirements. So and a good all season tire, the Scorpion is probably as good as it gets to fit the ball and uh, all those criteria. Hmm.
0: So when we're looking at these tires and the new stuff's coming out, like is it is the more development coming in actually stopping the cars or actually accelerating the cars? <laughs> Cause it's, you know, once you actually get to a racetrack, you start thinking more about stopping because these cars are so fast, it's kind of a given. You're like, oh, I actually have to stop this thing real quick if I have to.
3: The short answer to that would be is if you ask me that question, if it's raining outside we are on a track, I'm going to have one answer for you. If you ask me whether it's the sunshine, 80, 80 degrees, 85 degrees, still on a track, I'll have a different answer. And if we're on an all-terrain or just general, you know... Uh, City city roads or on a, a, a freeway in a state of some sort, I will have a different answer because this is a question of having the right product for the right environment, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's about the mixture of the compound. In a track setting, you want a more softer compound. It gives you better grip obviously at certain optimized temperatures you need to warm them up and then when they're in the zone that's when you get to you get your best handling best cornering ability and the tires give you a true sense of how the balance is working of the car because if you have too much tire squeak you know that you're not taking the the the, um, the, the turn or the curb or the apex in the right or ideal line so when you have that in perfect harmony the driver develops the confidence and he can go faster and faster and then uh, start improving on their respective lap times or in a race be in a position to go for that overtake and uh, you know advance their way through the field to try and get to the top of the pack and ultimately i guess it's about standing on top of the podium
0: yeah that is the most important wind lights are really all that matters podium finishes are really the only important thing yeah. when it comes to that stuff
3: it is but uh, uh, you know turning the dial to what we talked about on the scorpion side um it's often two, three, four people in your luxury or sports SUV of, of some sort. Um, in the rainy conditions, you want to make sure that the water is dispersed as safely as you can if you go into heavy rain conditions. Um, if it's gravel and off-road, you want to have that confidence that you can accelerate Without, you know the, the rear of the car getting getting loose such so that combination and then of course um, because of a, a different uh, tread pattern that will give you better braking ability on loose gravel or you know, yeah maybe a light degree of sand and there's so, so many different permutations to work with
0: and traction control on these cars has become so good as well too that that I'm sure helps your job be a little bit easier nice intelligent four-wheel traction control. <laughs>
3: Exactly, and I think tires certainly are a measure of proactive or active safety dimensions. Um, you know, in the, the era, the heyday of the motor manufacturers, all about in a crash and the crumple zones and impact zones and then come airbag, uh, airbags. But advanced technology over the last 20 years about been avoiding accidents, trying to communicate um, car to car or network to car to driver, alerting them of potential risks and um, emergency situations or high risk situations might come up. So you can use that advanced communications to mitigate driver action. So uh, and that's only in its infancy, still a lot of development. But with the technology in cars, I feel those breakthroughs will be revolutionary. And then you always also know in the case of, let's say, the McLaren Arturo, where you can communicate with the tires, actually pre-warn and set them up for what's coming their way. So it's all it's completing the full circle. Again, it's in its testing stage and rolling out in the limited edition. But if you try and scale that app and see the future possibilities, um, exciting times for consumers to make informed decision, having access to the latest and greatest available technology.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the past five years, I kind of kept saying to myself, like, how can tires get that much better? How can suspension get that much better? And like, it feels like that with tires. Like, how can they get that much better than where we're at? It's crazy. Maybe just more same grip but lasts longer like i don't even know what you start to go for anymore Uh, they seem so
3: they seem so good now uh, from a research and development perspective and the engineers that work along with that uh, it all depends what the starting formula is what is the car that you're working with what is the weight that you're dealing with has there been an improvement in weight and then that gives you an idea in some instances you want to go with a wider tire or a lower profile uh, it depends on the the role of that model in a particular lineup of the manufacturer, whether it be BMW, Mercedes-Benz, yeah. Audi, for, for that matter, etc. Yeah. So, um, but they want to have the confidence that they've got the right fit. You know, if you put your shoe in a foot, or your foot in the shoe, uh, and if you run a lot or walk a lot. You can't go for a shoe that's too small, or mm-hmm. that's too large, that's too wide, or too slim. You need that perfect fit, because then you can take on that, that, that race, or that adventure, or that hike with confidence. And the same thing applies. You know, for more rugged terrain, you're gonna need a different uh, tread pattern or compound, as opposed to being on the track, yeah. where, um, you, you know, it's very smooth, and there you can go as lightweight as possible, because you don't need to carry around any excess. And you guys you guys have the tires on
0: the, um, sorry to cut you off, but you guys have the tires on the Senna, do you not? The McLaren Senna? Because that seems like a very special car as far as oh, weight yeah. goes because it's such a light car compared to everything else, which probably makes it a dream for tires.
3: <laughs> dream for tires, I guess uh, it's <laughs> such an ultimate uh, precision track machine that uh, when, you, when you go and enjoy and you have fun, the tires will last for a limited period, of course, because you're going to try and carve down... Uh, those lap times every time you go around because mm-hmm. the, the car is just so so close to the ultimate race car that you can get but again uh credit to them for the fantastic package and yeah. uh, following in the market That just with a name like senna people just wanted to be a part of it that goes true. back to one of our opening statements i guess uh in terms of developing that niche for you within that segment
0: yeah because they came out with those and they were all sold before they even showed a picture of them <laughs> those type I mean those type of cars they like Ferrari comes out with something and they're they're already accounted for before
3: anybody even knows what it is <laughs> secret formula but plays into taking care of your good customers and um, mm-hmm. you know they'll always be the first ones to raise their hands and if the relationship is there and they follow the brand and they engaged what more could you want it's a, it's, yeah. it's we talk about customers for life and the revenue multiplier, they carry you forward, and you can bank on it. And in, the, in in the yesteryears, people didn't used to, they didn't reach out to consumers to often just test what their th- thoughts or opinions are. It's now become more of an accepted norm. Where you might go to an insider group and their perspective or opinion, particularly when it comes to onboard diagnostics and some of the tech that's involved with that, because yeah. in an era of Apple and Google, these things change on a day-by-day day basis, so what's here today will be new tomorrow, it's like your latest update, and you know, cars also have started moving in that direction and the, the pace of acceleration and adoption thereof. It, you know, it's fantastic because consumers don't buy a product which becomes mundane. It stays in tune and in keeping with times. Have you guys done any testing on,
0: like, take some new tire development stuff, bring it on to, like, an older car from, like, the 90s and seeing how much better it gets with just a tire swap? Because, like we were saying, is it is it chassis that have become so good, the cars, or is it tires that have become so good with a race car? Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see, like, <laughs> you take, like, a 90s... Porsche, Ferrari. And you put new tires from current on it. See how it matches up to like its previous Nurburgring times. I, I
3: guess there's there are two schools of thought there because when you talk about a, a collector's vehicle or a classic vehicle, it's about the purest. And when you talk about restoration, it's about protecting the origin and what came on that car. Yeah. Obviously, the easiest easy solution is a more modern day tire because it's more modern comp, uh, compounds. Uh, It's been either tested or subjected to modern day challenges, climate environment, the road configuration, asphalt, etc. So, um, you know, we generally have for those particular classic vehicles, we've got our Competizione range, um, which you then continue to develop uh, it's done the, some of the agreements that we have with the manufacturers and you can restore that car to its pristine or almost close to original condition yeah. and in terms of the value and the resale and what it means to the consumer probably more often than that that's the way to go so yes, we we, we do have th- that, and then with our current model range, we continue to iterate and develop. Some some products have got a longer life cycle. It just depends on how the segment moves. If it's a slow-moving segment but high volume, you generally find that the rate of adoption is lower. But the other segments that generally between I would say five to seven years, similar to a vehicle life cycle. Um, you once you launch the the new new product and it goes to market you already start the research uh, getting some customer data and feedback and take that into your development which is the kickoff of the next stage of that particular product and in our particular case we are uh, just recently launched the p0 all season plus three scorpion all season plus three but Our minds are already, uh, what will the next iteration thereof look like? Because you've got to anticipate the needs. You've got to look at some trends that are taking place in the market. Um, Also, some legislative legislative challenges as well, which uh, poses challenges uh, for us. And we need to find best ways to embrace that, incorporate, and make sure that we have a product that we believe in, uh, fits the needs of the consumer, but also is available, uh, as you would expect from Pirelli in the market, uh, as a premium uh, prestige offering.
0: Yeah, because some places are requiring X amount of tread wear on a tire, X amount of all season, whatever they need, and even a harder tire to try to cut down on the amount of tire debris that inevitably comes off of racing tires and performance tires, you know, and I'm not, (laughs) happens to me all the time. My tire's just up in smoke. I'm just, you know, sitting there and all of a sudden a burnout happens and they're gone. I've lived
3: and worked in four continents around the world and, um... From my point of view, it's insane that you have vehicles your tires here with 60, 70, 80,000 more mileage warranty. Uh, and yes, it's okay, but again, at the end of the day, if you've got a tire with 80,000 mile warranty, fine. Uh, but what, how uh, tactile is that compound going to be for, you know, the rolling resistance on the road? The rolling resistance will be uh, very high. Yeah. Uh, the dynamics of it—if you are subjected to lateral forces, because it needs to be very hard—so there will be a compromise, and then noise probably yeah, as definitely, well. Definitely noise, uh, because you'd have a much deeper tread uh, tread uh, t- t- p- t- pattern. So, so, without a doubt, yes, it will have compromises. But if that's what you want at all cost, where another consumer might say. Yeah, 40,000 is fine for me but i enjoy those miles i get more optimized ride and handling and driving pleasure and one thing we didn't touch base on earlier is also safety you know uh, braking under other wet conditions or dry conditions or slippery conditions with loose gravel etc um giving the 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 customer or the owner that confidence that they are on the right tires that can actively uh, mitigate what is thrown your way. Yeah. That is very important because if you don't feel comfortable in the car and you see it on the racetracks, you see it Formula One, uh, if, if the new driver, look, look at the Ricardo recently coming in, you know, you have to settle back into the car. You don't immediately find your rhythm. These things are all different. So by the same token, you know what you expect from your, your, your set of tires. If you've got a history with a particular brand or a product line, uh, such as P0, you're gonna know that those are gonna perform under the most testing and demanding conditions.
0: Yeah, and they change over time too. So 10 year old tires, completely different than current stuff. But um, aside from that, do you guys give Max Verstappen better tires or how does that work? Does he get better tires from you guys, or is he just that? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, how else?
3: It all comes down to the tires. It has to be. You're just uh, giving him better tires. Christian Horner and I have conversations every week, basically, ahead of the Grand Prix to just maybe make sure that Max stays ahead of the pack, but no, um, uh, we're pretty proud of our partnership with Formula One. Uh, It's already spanned more than a decade, and now through 2027. It's the highest level of technological advancement. It's a test bed for future technologies. You've got more manufacturers involved now than ever. And the sport is in a healthy state. It is growing. We're pretty excited. Um, You know, in the state side, you used to go to Koda 10 years ago, and it was hard to find a group of people to attend the race on a Saturday. Two weeks ago when I was there, and I think they quoted north of 400-odd thousand people over the weekend. Wow. Phenomenal for the sport phenomenal yeah. for us in the u.s because now we don't have one we don't have two we're having our third grand prix in in, in two weeks time and I, I think we'll probably talk about las vegas so uh, and what's encouraging to me it's a younger audience it's a more diverse audience we have a lot more women engaged in the sport in following and just having fun coming to the week, uh, coming yeah. into the weekend and uh, hanging out with their friends there's lots of other activities that go around whether it be engagement or festivities and it makes for a superb getaway uh, as part of a more modern lifestyle but celebrating it in the shape of formula one
0: yeah it is really a awesome sport and they it it's all like quick one day stuff it all action like the whole thing you're not standing around like eight hours at some events like like the racing is like a A very quick thing it all happens and it's it's just I love Formula One I've been watching it a lot since since Drive to Survive came out helped that whole sport a lot as well
3: and Drive to Survive in my humble opinion I think it's it's been good it's been great for the sport but it's also been the one season the epic season with a showdown between Lewis and uh, and, uh, Max and if you ask people today I think there's still opinions are still divided about who should have won and could have won but um, where in your world did you see a showdown going to almost the last second in the fourth quarter and yeah. who are you going to bet on Tom Brady I guess if you were a football fan but that was that's what it came down to and that just perfectly aligned with I think Drive to Survive taking off and people could see how exciting it is and I feel that you now adopting also the sprint race i I'm, I'm a strong proponent of it i do like the qualifying on the friday and the saturday recently you had the sprint race shootout and then the race later on the afternoon in Coda and then the sunday the race so it made filling the saturday as well which yep. sometimes becomes a bit of a quiet day um if you don't have enough support races so uh, personally i'm a strong proponent of that that format i know there's some driver opinions that might vary but from a spectator point of view, it gives them greater value and action throughout the course of the weekend.
0: you got to completely focus on spectator on that kind of thing, because events that don't worry that much about the spectator, races that don't think that much about the spectator end up fading away, and it's it's cool to see Formula One care so much about that. I remember when they came out in Miami a couple years ago, and that was pretty groundbreaking, because it was, like, through a city in the U.S., like Miami, it was, like... And now seeing it in going to Vegas is just like that same cool factor of right down the strip of Vegas. Miami did some funny things with the fake, the fake water and the boats. It was entertaining. It was, it was cool. I, I enjoyed that.
3: I think some of our European colleagues were remarking and they said only in the U.S. Uh, probably. But um, We yeah. put like a McDonald's french fry stand in there too. <laughs> Why Why? Why not? And some wait, wait, waitresses and uh, waiters, hostesses, just serving burgers and milkshakes on trays yeah. and roller skates, right? Well, Monaco's but,
0: almost become too small of a track for the Formula One cars anyways.
3: As yeah, the, cool the, as it is. As it, yes, the cars have evolved, but the they're tracks They're so big. Not. But getting to Miami, you need to just take it about, there was a vision to take Formula One beyond Austin. Miami, you know, the cool Latina influence, so... The, 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 obviously from the media partners liberty media they felt there was a significant opportunity so credit for that and it's not easy where do you find property in a such a highly and densely populated area yeah. so credit to the team for being creative saying hey let's do it around the football stadium and first time around most of the structures were temporary this year the pit box was already constructed i think it was a lot better and a much more of an enhanced customer experience And um, now, if you to say, where else in the world could Formula One go? You know, it's been in Korea, it's been in Russia in the past. Um, I think there's only one way, and you could have summed it up, that all roads lead to Las Vegas. I think just the pure thought of that gives me goosebumps. Um, And I love the fact that they're going to do it at night. Qualifying will be, technically speaking, midnight on the Friday evening, so qualifying and then in the same day you'll have the full race which will be 10 pm at night Um, so under las vegas the bright lights big city the allure the appeal um, people will have a phenomenal time the sound of those engines going uh, race those cars racing down the strip and beyond you've got the swear there which is a major new global attraction i've just seen haven't been but uh, seen some of the visuals of the youtube concert people have been blown away about yeah. your senses being stimulated yes it's the band it's the music which you love but the visual stimulation that comes along with it just taking it making an epic completely different dimension and i feel this race will certainly be that and beyond for all spectators it's a street circuit so um, obviously some some challenges uh, i'm not sure about the overtaking we're gonna see a bit more about it mm. but uh, the, the grandstand in front of the Bellagio, it's quite narrow, so they're going to be so close to the circuit, which you don't always find on the other tracks, and I think in itself the, the visceral sensation you'll get from it will be a, mention, a dimension beyond.
0: Yeah, it's not the biggest roadway to overtake. Of course, it's much bigger than Monaco, but it still is going to be a tight track. There probably be a couple of uh, you know bumper-to-bumper hits there, I'm sure, which always fun to watch a little bit of when and they're not going too fast. Be listening out for Elvis as well. who will always be present, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, when you were talking about that, I started to think about the old engines because that's always the thing V-10s, is like the V10s because you were talking about them making that noise down. Man, I miss the V10s a little bit. It, you, you always got to miss the big engines. There's uh, <laughs> something so special.
3: And that's uh, you know many of the Grand Prix they have some of the uh, cars from yeah, uh, classic cars, or some of the race cars, and they have some of the past world champs or prominent drivers Drive those cars around the track and everybody still has an appreciation because that's still a raw It's yeah. the difference between analog and digital as you see it today. You don't have a million buttons on your steering wheel Yeah, and you know some of those racy drivers still had to change gears with their with their hands. It's not you know, paddles and and, um, synchronized boxes as you have today. So a lot harder to drive, also with the braking, but you just have a true appreciation for what those greats, racing greats and Formula One greats had to go through in in those days. Uh, I was at a presentation of McLaren fairly recently Ron Dennis was at the not very recently, but it was a video of Ron Dennis talking about um, Formula One, and he had the people almost standing right next to the circuit, like you'd see in a rally today. Now the safety systems that are put in place, even uh, where we are today, and you see the proactive measures that are taken. So it's it's great to see that the sport has come on in leaps and bounds. Uh, but to celebrate your success in the future, you also need to look back to your heritage, and I think it's important element of why people love f1 the way they do and hopefully will strengthen its position and again we have been a partner of them we bring uh, our technology with the different compounds and we've proven that this year and some things been one of the seasons where we've had some of the most significant weather challenges thrown at us whether it be uh, light rain slippery conditions heavy rains that we've seen in certain grand Prix. and um, we've been pretty proud of how our product has performed and you know very little comments or uh, concerns raised from the drivers so I think they know that we are trying to work along together with them and credit to our motorsport team there um, you know Mario Isolo and and co they travel with these respective team members and drivers they ask feedback prompt and uh, along with the FIA they just try and put forward the best most technologically advanced uh, insider perspective and products that we can and uh, you know Proud to be a pretty partner in that regard.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love it. Love the F one stuff. I hope to make it out to one of the Vegas events in the future at some point because I, I imagine after this first one, they're going to do plenty more, especially after the amount of gambling that's going to go through Vegas. They're going to be like,
3: please, come on back anytime. We'll time. Do a year? We'll I'm, do that. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a very late Saturday night come uh, early Sunday morning for most of the attendees.
0: I know people are already talking about how, like, the U.S. has three races now and other countries don't really have any, but it's, and it's a big country.
3: Because we have a big manufacturing footprint in Salao in Mexico. Um, you know, later on this week we'll be announcing some exciting news in that regard as well. So, continued investment in the continent, um, and then uh, Canada for us as a market, vast landscape, it's huge, but we've got a wonderful team and organisation that's helping us with our growth ambitions. So, you know, servicing all of North America, but that brings for us five grand prix in the season or in the in the uh, continent this this yeah. year and beyond. So. Um, it's fun because it happens at regular intervals you've got May, you've got June and then October and uh, November are pretty packed yeah that does fun.
0: make it cool yeah because I forgot that they do it in they do it south, they do it north Canada, Mexico, all over it's such a cool worldwide sport and uh, it's just... so
3: different as well The last weekend in Mexico the, the, uh, obviously uh, Sergio Perez is such a national hero uh, and that's fantastic for the following but particularly where the paddock club's located in that stadium, that's unlike you find at any other Grand Prix. Then you go to Montreal with a European fresh in, French influence, and it's a phenomenal weekend. We have lots of fun with our, our guests, and they appreciate the true art of racing. The track is also wonderful to go around. Sometimes we take our guests on a um, one you know, of the, 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 the trucks that kind of usher people and give them a flavor. And when you pull away people are cheering you when you get to the other side of the track you find that they're booing you because they want to be on the track uh, there and uh, it's just fun in, in in the spirit of having that opportunity to to celebrate it also with our customers who ultimately buy and test and drive our products
0: mm-hmm. man very cool well guys um this coming event in Vegas bet on Max Verstappen because they're going to give him some better tires so you know
3: <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming on man that was that was really fun it's been our pleasure and uh, again look forward to Las Vegas uh, also Abu Dhabi closing out the season and also uh, the, the Pirelli brand going from strength to strength it's we're looking at forward to closing a great year and um, want to have a fast start into the new year because you know I've got the traction to make it happen.
0: Yeah, awesome! Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys coming on. We'll see you guys next time. My pleasure.